Amen. Amen. You guys didn't know you were going to get a double portion tonight. Amen. Amen. And sorry about uh, the offering. I could not remember the verses. Uh, we're going to sing it again. I didn't know we had that many slides. I'm telling you what, that was an eye-opener tonight. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. God's so good. He's so awesome. He knows exactly. He's ten steps ahead of us. He knows exactly what to do all the time. He knows everything. His thoughts are not our thoughts, the Bible says in Isaiah. His ways are not our ways. And if you will tonight, I just want to open up in a word of prayer and, and we'll get right into the word of God. All right, so if you'll bow your heads with me. Heavenly Father, I come before you, and I just thank you, Lord. I thank you, Father God, for your peace, for your mercy, and for your grace, Lord. That is sufficient. And God, I'm asking you tonight that you would anoint these lips of clay, Father. God, that you would give me clarity of thought, Lord. You would give me the spirit of discernment and wisdom, Heavenly Father. God, and I'm asking you right now in the name of Jesus, Father, to anoint me, Lord. God, you gave me a word to speak, Lord. God, and I'm so grateful, Father God, and I'm so, Father God, overwhelmed by your peace and your love, Father. God, and I'm asking you, Father, to let this sit in every single heart tonight and take fruit, Lord. And we give you all the praise and the glory and the honor for you're worthy. In your name we pray, Heavenly Father. Amen. If you will turn in your Bibles to Ezekiel chapter 37. And if you would stand, we're going to stand for the reading of God's word tonight. I always loved whenever pastor or special speakers would do that. I feel like we need to stand in honor of his word. Amen. And starting when, when you get there, say amen. Amen. Chapter 37, verse 1. It's a very familiar, familiar passage of scripture, but I'm going to go a different route with it tonight. So if you'll stick with me. And through the guiding of the Holy Spirit, we have something from God. So if you read verse 1, it says, The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the midst, in the spirit of the Lord, and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones, and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. And again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and I will bring flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came to get, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. And I, when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then he said unto me, Prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say, say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath. And breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And the breath came into them, and they lived, and stood up upon their feet an exceedingly great army. 
Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried and our hope is lost. We are cut off of our, four, of our parts. We just have three more verses. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves, and I will cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And ye shall know that I am the Lord, and I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you out of your graves. And shall, my and shall put my spirit in ye, and ye shall live. And I shall place you in your own land, and ye shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. You can be seated if you can. Tonight, one verse really stuck out to me whenever I first started reading this. And really what prompted this was I wanted to be, I want to be a student of the word. And I said, Lord, I want you to guide me and lead me. I've read the Bible, almost the whole Bible, but there's some parts that I've read that I've forgotten. And I said, Lord, if you will, lead me and guide me because I want to be knowledgeable. And he said, I want you to start in Deuteronomy. So I started in Deuteronomy. And then he said, I want you to go to Ezekiel. And I said, okay, I'll go to Ezekiel. And there was so much, so much in the book of Ezekiel in just the first four chapters. But I continued reading, and as the Lord led me, he gave me this message. And to be honest with you, I have a couple messages that the Lord's given me, but this one really stuck out to me because while I was in prayer, after reading this a couple days later, I heard the voice of the Lord like I'm talking to you, and he said, full of bones. And I was like, okay, Lord. So I wrote it down. I said, full of bones. I, I don't know what that means, but full of bones. And I'm going to go with what the Lord gave me. And tonight, when the word said, I'm going to read verse 1 again, and it says, and the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of a valley which was full of bones. And tonight, there may be some of you that feel that God's carried you out and set you down in the valley of bones. But you may feel like everywhere you turn, everywhere you step, everywhere you look is dead bones. And it may be a dead situation, maybe a dead feeling, maybe a dryness in your walk, but that's not the case because, and it made me shout when I read this, the Bible says, it, right after it says, and he carried me out, it says, in the spirit of the Lord. And the Lord brought me here tonight to tell you, you may feel it, you may not see it, you may not feel it, nor touch it, but you're right where God wants you to be. And tonight's going to be a real encouraging word tonight. And I don't know about you guys, but the, when I read verse 3 and it said, can these bones live? I said, Lord, can these bones live? Yes, they can live. Yes, they can live. It through his power. And tonight, I, you know, this might be a real fast word, but I, I want to obey the Lord because he told me to do this after I read this. If at any point tonight you want to come to the altars, it's open already. Already. There's no waiting until the end. If you want to come and pray, pray. But I want to tell you, the Lord told me to say, tonight, I don't want any, he doesn't want anybody praying for anybody. He wants a one-on-one -on -one encounter tonight. And he also said, don't come up here if you're not serious. He doesn't want to fill any flesh pots tonight. Amen. And I say this with the greatest amount of love. And tonight I come to you with love. I come to you with love. It's the greatest. The Bible says love keeps no record of wrong. 
right? Love covers a multitude of sins. And God loved us. And so, like I said tonight, you may feel it, may feel like you're in the midst of the valley of bones. Everything you put your hand to turns to bones. And I said, can these bones live? I want you guys to turn with me to Ezekiel chapter 24. Ezekiel 24, verse 15. When you get there, say amen. Oh, wait, I still hear some pages. Ezekiel 24, verse 15 and 16. And I'm going to read it. It says, And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying. And one thing that was really stood out, stood out to me in Ezekiel is the the Lord came to him many, many, many times. Many times. Many times it says that the word of the Lord came to him and came in him and stood him on his feet. And when I, when I read this, I, I was praying, Lord, come unto me, saying. And he did. And so the Bible says, And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, behold, I take away from thee the desire of thine, of thine eyes with a stroke. Do you say, Cameron? Why would the Lord want to take away the desires of our heart, or desires of mine eyes, rather? Some of the bones in our life, God didn't want to live. And if you can, and, and I'm going to continue reading. Yet neither shall thou mourn, nor weep, neither shall thy tears run down. You may say, okay, what does that mean? The Bible took away Ezekiel's wife. Some of the bones in our life, God didn't want, us, want to live. And an example is Ezekiel's wife. Maybe God put the desires of your heart or your eyes to death. And I'm, I'm only saying this because I just got through this. And I'm going to give you the most perfect example. Some it may be pride and ego, an idol, a person, or a lifestyle. I'm going to give you an example. And you know some of you, some people may snicker. Some people may laugh. Some people may say, really, Cameron, that, that has nothing to do with our spiritual walk, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to connect it because it's something that just recently happened in my life. If you don't know me, one thing about me is I'm a very disciplined person. Sometimes I like to eat the same thing <laughs> every day. I, I could do it, and I would be perfectly fine. I don't know why. I just That's the way I am. I have my routines in the morning. I know I always, the night before, I get my clothes out. I always, always, always brush my teeth first, fix my hair, then put my clothes on. I'm just that routinic, okay? And so one of the things that I'm, well, have been extremely routinic in, 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 my, in my daily life is going to the gym. Going to the gym. It's okay to be healthy. It's okay to work out. I, that, 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 that's not what I'm coming to say tonight. But what I want to come and say is, while I was in prayer, it was probably a little bit before David Owens came. And I was in prayer and I said, Lord, I want more of you. I want more of you. I want more of you. And I felt like I wasn't hearing anything. How many of you guys have been there? You've prayed and you're like, Lord, are you there? Like, you know? But the teacher's always quiet during the test. Amen? And so I was in prayer and I said, Lord, I want more. I want more. I want to be deeper. I want to be closer. I want to be at your feet. And he said, if you, I, I'm telling you, I heard him as clear as day. 
He said, if you put one quarter of the discipline in your life that you do for the gym in prayer and fasting, what would your prayer life be? You would have thought, you would have thought, he could have told me anything else. He could have told me anything else. No joke. He could have told me anything else. Because I loved going. But I loved going for the wrong reasons. I loved going, one, to be healthy. I loved going, you know, to be in, in good shape. And, and I would always be like, I'm going to witness. I'm going to witness. Can't tell you too many times that I truly did. You know why? Because I was focusing on myself. Okay? And you want to know what? The greatest temptation, temptations, at least in my life, come whenever I put my hand to things that's not of God. Always. Whether it's a job, whether it's um, a, getting a car, <laughs> whether it's going and trying to get a job, no matter what it is, if you put your hand to it and it's not of God, the greatest temptations are going to come. And I felt so convicted. I mean, you guys, you guys don't even know. I mean, I wept and wept and wept. And I said, Lord, I said, God, why? <laughs> why that? And he said, because you want to know why? He said, your spirit man's becoming a skeleton. And I said, but Lord, how so? And he said, you want to know what? He goes, when was the last time you fasted? Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Woo! I said, he said, when was the last time you fasted? I couldn't even tell him. You know why? Because I made it such a priority that I would eat before the gym so that I would have energy for the gym. Some of the things in our life, we put a priority before God and we won't even pray and read. We won't pray and read. I'm, three fingers are pointing back at me. Trust me. The only reason I can say any of this is because I've just gone through this. It's okay to shout with me, right? Amen? All right. And I, I heard the voice of God speaking to me. And like I said, my spirit man was becoming bones, a skeleton. Maybe God put you amongst bones because he wants your flesh to die. Some of our flesh needs to die. A lot of our flesh needs to die. We're all guilty. All of us are guilty. And maybe God's calling us to a prayer and fasting. You know, and this isn't a joke. It, I, the only reason I know is because I just came from fasting not too long ago. I told myself, oh, Jesus did it 40 days. I got this. I got this. Let me tell you something. I'm disciplined. Let me tell you something. That second day, I was starting getting irritated. It wasn't the, there was no discipline. It was irritation is what it was. But you want to know what? Then came the third day. And I was like, Lord, I don't even have energy to get up the steps. And he said, I didn't say to stop. So I kept going and I kept going until he told me to stop. And you want to know what I found out? I'm going to read this to you. Because I did a little bit of research. Studies show that the human body can only survive without three or four days of food and water. And so I said, Lord, how was it that I was able to do it? I mean, I drank water, but how was it I was able to go past the studies that they say? He said, because my grace is sufficient. And he said, your flesh may be dying, but your spirit man's growing. 
Your spirit man's getting full. Your spirit man is gleaning. Your spirit man is getting the nutrients and the food that it lacked. And you know, always, and, and this, is, this is not to glorify us, but this is totally to glorify the Lord. And, and, and I hope this is for somebody tonight. In the midst of our, my fasting, one night, you know, I was being tormented, and, 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 and I say that, you know, not, not jokingly. I was there in my bed, and I was tossing and turning, and just all these horrible thoughts. And, while I, and then, you know, what's funny is whenever we draw closer to God, you know, all of a sudden the enemy gets upset, you know. All of a sudden, you know, he's saying, I'm going to get you, and it's like, whoa, whoa. You weren't doing that whenever I was doing things for, in the world, you know. And obviously it's because we're making an advance towards the kingdom. But I was, I was in my bed and suddenly there was something he was telling me. And I told him, you need to go now. And as soon as I said that in my head, something flew off the wall. Flew off the wall in our, in our, in our room. I'm not lying to you. I mean, and you want to know what's funny? It was in the complete opposite side of where it was. So it didn't just get knocked down. There wasn't an earthquake. And I got up, and immediately fear came over me. And I was like, oh. what the Lord told me. He said, uh-uh. He said, you get that thing out of there now. And so you know what? I, I said, no, no, no. I said, uh-uh, this is God's house. I said, this is the Lord's house. And I started pleading the blood and casting that devil out of there. And let me tell you something. We have the authority over him. We have the authority over him. We have the power through the blood of the Lamb. The Bible says he overcame them by the blood of the Lamb and the word of his testimony. And let me tell you something. That left. And we anointed that house with oil. And let me tell you something. That's God's house. That ain't his house. This is God's house. This ain't his house. And your life, your spirit man, that's God's man. That ain't his man. Why do you think he tries to kill it all the time? Bones can't move if there's not flesh, sinew, uh, ligaments and tendons and, and breath. You know where all bones are at? In the ground. I said studies show that three, four days we can't go without food and water. Yet why do we go days without prayer and reading? Get ready, this one's going to hurt too. And weeks without entering into his presence. Because all of us probably have prayed for our food. I sure hope so. Right? Sometimes we say short and sweet so we can eat. Amen, right? That's not, we better be careful that we don't choke. Right? But I want to tell you something. Sometimes there was a time in my life that I was going weeks without entering in. You know why? Because I didn't want to. I didn't want to submit. I surrendered, but I didn't want to submit. There's a difference from surrender and submission. Surrender is you have to. You have to because you're forced to. You know, you surrender to the police, but you don't submit to the police, right? We surrender to God and say, all right, God, I'm going to come to church on Sunday because I know if I don't, I'm going to die and go to hell, right? I know I'm not going to drink. I know I'm not going to do this or that, or, you know, but we don't surrender, uh, submit. Submission is key. Submission produces life because if we obey, then God can do a work in our life. Amen? Amen. My question to us as a church is can our bones live? Question. Not without the breath of God, they can't. I'm going to read verse 5 of 37. It says, Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, 
Say it with me. Behold. You guys got to say it like you mean it. Behold. That means pay attention. Pay attention. I'm not saying for you guys too, but the word of God says pay attention. Right? Look. I will cause breath to enter into you. It doesn't say you will cause breath to enter into you. It says I, the Lord, and ye shall live. Some of our bones might have dust that needs to be knocked off. You know, I, I think of Indiana Jones when he right? Getting the dust off to read something. Some of us, God's trying to go off your bones because we've put dirt on it, like Jared Jenkins said, and we've tried to hide it, right? It's things that we know that God's already spoken to us, but we're like, hold on, hold on, shh, shh, shh. don't make too much noise. The dust is going to blow over, and we're not going to be able, it's, it's going to expose what we don't want people to see in our life. We tell people it's a hill, but it's a tomb. It's a grave, Our breath it consists of 79% nitrogen, 14% oxygen, and 7% water. And you want to know what's funny? None of those components or elements can produce life on their own. Neither can we. Only God's breath can. Maybe God's trying to remind us who he is. Maybe God's trying to remind us who he is. Because the Bible says, and ye shall know that I am the Lord in verse 6. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. Maybe he's trying to remind us, some of us. Maybe some of our bones in our life, God's trying to get the glory out of it. Are you ready? We're going to go through a journey through the Bible. Let's go to Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. When you get there, say amen. Remember, I said some of our bones in our life, God's trying to get the glory out of it. So we're going to read in verse 35 of chapter 5 in Mark. It says, while, yet, while he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain, which said, thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further and as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken he said he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue be not afraid only believe the Bible says in Matthew chapter 21 22 verse 21 I believe it says whatsoever ye ask in prayer believing ye shall receive some of us have asked God to you know, heal our broken bodies or, 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 or deal with the things in our life. And tonight he's trying to. Are we going to let him? Right? And, and the only reason I can share this is because I wouldn't let God for a long time. Long time. And I'm young. <laughs> I'm just thankful that God loves us too much. Too much to let things go by. Too much to let things go on. Too much. He loves us too much. So much that he died. And you know, what's funny is, in the world, 
people make light of sin. If sin is not as bad, if people make it seem like, oh, sin's not that bad, you know, I'll just, I'll just ask God to forgive me of it, you know, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to go ask him to forgive me after. But here's the thing, if sin is so bad that somebody died because of it, there was death that occurred for our sin. I'm going to continue reading. I, got, I, I just got a little sidetracked there. In verse 37, and it says, And he suffered no man to follow him, save Peter and James and John, the brothers, brothers of Jesus. Man, I wish I could have been Peter, James, and John that day. I'm telling you what. And he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, which was uh, Jairus, by the way, and seeth the tumult, hope I say that right, and wept, and them that wept and wailed greatly. And when he was come in, the, in, come in he saith unto them, why make, it, why make ye this ado and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. And verse 40 says, and they laughed him to scorn. How many of us have laughed God to scorn? Remember I said he's trying to get the glory out of our bones. But when he had put them all out, he taketh the father and the mother of the damsel and them that were with him and entereth in where the damsel was lying. And he took the damsel by the hand and said unto her, I'm going to try to say this, Talitha Kumai, which is, in, which is being interpreted, damsel, I say unto thee, arise. And straightway the damsel arose and walked, for she was of the age of 12 years old, and they were astonished with a great astonishment. Like I said, some of our bones in life, God's trying to get the glory out of it, but because of unbelief, it doesn't happen. Some of us, God's got to get us out of the way first. He's got to get us out of the room. He's got to get this out of the room. Because if you want to be honest, that was just a pile of bones laying there that God brought to life. But because of unbelief, some of us, Matthew, thir, Matthew, oh man, you told me to look that up. Sorry, Ben, I will. Some of us are stopping Jesus from getting to the tomb. And I'm going to turn there real quick. I know it's in Matthew 11, so if you guys want to turn to Matthew 11. not in Matthew chapter 11. I'm sorry. But don't worry. You want to know what? The Lord knew because I wrote it down. <laughs> Some of us are stopping Jesus from getting to the tomb like Martha. Saying, Lord, by this time he stinketh for he hath been dead for four days. So God's on his way to heal us and yet we say, well, Lord, 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 my bones stink. You don't need to go over there. It's all right. You don't got to go over there. We can actually go around, and I know that there's a good place to go and eat. We try to move God and, and say, no, 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 hold on, hold on a second. Before you go any further, I want you to know that it's really bad, really bad. 
I want you to know that it may stink a little bit, and it's amongst some of the other bones that I don't want you to touch. Okay, so I'm going to stop you right here. I'm going to stop you right here. Okay? Some of us are stopping God from touching the places in our heart that we never wanted him to touch. Some of the bones, like I said, may be things that we put in the grave. And you know what we did is we wrapped it up and we made it a nice pretty mummy. And we left it there to die. Some of the bones are the words from God that we let die. The Bible says we're more, he's made us to be the, more than conquerors, that we're the head and not the tail, that we're above and not beneath. But yet we live under that. We live under that. We're to walk in authority, but we walk around timid. We're to walk and love people, but we talk about people behind their back. We're supposed to love the sinner, but we love ourselves. We're supposed to show grace and mercy, but when somebody owes us $10, we're like, hey, where's my money at? Right? I, I, look, I'm guilty. 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 Some of the bones are the words from God we let die. Just like when Jesus told her, take away the stone. Told them, take away the stone. Just right over her head. And you say, okay, Cameron, I'm not hiding anything. I got nothing. Maybe you're saying, my bones are not wrapped up like a mummy. They're not any of the things that you mentioned so far. Okay? Okay, all right, I'll give you that. God gave me every single situation and possibility for a reason. And everything is tied back to bones. Maybe you feel like you're stuck like Lazarus. He that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes. Some of us were stuck touching our bones because we, we, we won't walk in authority. We won't walk and we're like, Lord, but I just can't because I'm in these grave clothes. Have you guys ever seen a mummy? They're not like this, like in Scooby-Doo, okay? All right? They're like this. My bad, see? God was trying to tell me, quit. Right? God's ready and willing to loose you of your grave clothes. If you'll let him. Tonight's the night. We don't have to wait till tomorrow. We don't got to wait till the morning. We don't even got to wait till Sunday. Some of us, were so fast in a rush because we want to go home and go to bed, but God can come back tonight. And trust me, work's going to be there tomorrow. And it's Friday. You know, we don't work all the way. Come on. I know you laugh, but I'm serious. Are you kidding me? We kind of have a joke where I work, and I hope my boss isn't watching. <laughs> but we kind of <laughs> watch it. You're going to call me and come here in the office. I have something to say. We have a joke in the office where it's either it's going to be super slow on a Friday or super busy, right? It's never in between. Fridays are like, you know what, we're going to leave at, you know, a couple hours early or we're going to stay a couple hours late. So I know that we got time. We got time. God could come back tonight. 
Are you ready? Are you really, though? Amen. You guys, are you ready? <laughs> I'm going to talk to you guys like I talked to the sparks. All right. God's ready to loose you of your grave clothes, okay? Make sure I'm staying on time. Maybe you say, no, I'm not stuck. Maybe it's your spiritual walk you're stuck in. Maybe it's a financial situation you're stuck in. Maybe you're stuck from something in the past. Or maybe you say, no, no, I'm not stuck. I feel like my bones are scattered. Scattered. I have a couple scriptures for you that I'm going to read. I don't need to pull them up because I already have them ready to go, hopefully. Isaiah 38, 13. And it says, I reckon till morning that as a lion, so he will break all my bones from day even to night, wilt thou make an end of me. I'm going to read Lamentations 3, 4. Lamentations 3, 4 says, My flesh and my skin hath made old and my and hath broken my bones. I'm going to go to Psalms 34.20. Some of you may feel like my bones are scattered. Some of them are broken or lost. But I want to encourage you. He keepeth all of his bones. Not one of them is broken. What that was talking about is Jesus. They didn't break his leg on the, on, on the cross. So why do we break our own legs? What happens when you got a broken leg? What happens when you got a broken arm? Broke down. How can you run the race like that? I just got done telling you, God called us to be overcomers. God called us to be stretched out, ready to go, without spot and wrinkle. He wants us to run the race. But yet some of us are crawling when we could be running. We're living underneath the mark. God never called us to be that. Jesus. I'm going to read verse 7. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. Tonight, God's ready to shake some people. God's ready to shake the bones in our life. Whether it's to bring light, whether it's to deal with, whether it's to heal, whether it's to restore. We, we serve a God that restores bones that are broken. We serve a God that raises bones from the dead. We serve a God that created the bones. Now this one's going to be tough. God gave this one to me. I was done with my message and God said, hold on, I'm not done yet. And I, I folded my Bible. He said, no, 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 no. I want you to go back. And while I was in prayer again, he said, the alabaster box. I was like, well, that's not a bone. God wants to restore the bones of our past. If you can turn with me to Luke chapter 7, verse 36. A lot of scripture tonight. But faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I like to use scripture because I don't like to point towards myself. 
I'm just a man. All of us are just men and women of God. But I like to use the Bible. And I like to use, you know, people's, people's testimony as an encouragement to us. Luke chapter 7, verse 36 says, And one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him. And he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner. How many of us were sinners? Half of us. Got it. When she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment, and stood at his feet behind him weeping, and began to wash his feet with, her, with tears, and did wipe them, wipe them with the hairs of her head, and kissed his feet, and anointed them with the ointment. Verse 39. Now when the Pharisee, which had bidden him, saw it, he spake in himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that touches him. Excuse me. For she is a sinner. And Jesus said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And he, say, and he saith, Master, say on. There was a certain creditor which had two debtors, the one off ought 500 pence and the other 50. And when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of, which of them will love him most? And Simon answered and said, I suppose, to he, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most. And he said, and then thou hast rightly judged. Some of us tonight might even feel like you can't face him. The Bible says in 37, And behold, a woman in the city which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment and stood at his feet behind him. Some of you may feel that you can't face him. Some tonight, maybe you're carrying your sins or things from your past that hold you back. She brought that alabaster box, and I know it was for another symbolic reason for his, his death. But when bringing that box, because this was Mary of Bethany. Mind you, this wasn't somebody he didn't know. Because he knows all of us, right? And so she brought that box. That was everything she had, probably. That was an expensive box. And you know, alabaster is really easy to break. I looked it up. You could almost, you, you could use your fingernail and scratch it. It's that soft. So she broke it. There's no going back. After she broke it, there's no going back. And you want to know what's funny? When you break it, it turns another color. And you want to know what color alabaster is? White. God wants for us to break our alabaster over him. And you want to know what's funny? She anointed his feet. Do you know how many bones are in your feet? 26 each foot. It's the second most dense bone part of your body, other than your hands. Jesus. It's time to anoint his feet so that he can set our bones on theirs. I'm going to give you an example. 
In Ezekiel 37, it says so in verse, excuse me, verse 30, excuse me, verse 10. Some of us need to anoint his feet so that he can set our bones on theirs. It says in verse 10, so I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into me, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. God takes our bones and makes a great army. He takes the things that we look at and we're like, really, it's just a bone? But he puts it all together. And he makes a great army. We're all just a bunch of bones that God's called together and breathed upon. Right? I'm getting ready to close. Tonight, I know that all of us have bones, have had bones, or forgot you did until now. But there's hope. I wrote that in all letters. But there's hope. Every message, there's hope. And there's, no message is always doom and gloom. There's always hope. His name's Jesus. You don't know him, we can introduce you to him tonight. You don't have him in your heart, he can come in tonight. You got some bones you're carrying, you can leave them here. You have a bone that needs to be healed, he can heal it. You got a bone that got exposed, he can deal with it. You got a bone that's dead, he can raise it from the dead. All situations are covered. If it's broken, he can heal it. God is ready. Are we? Sister Lupe, if you would come, please. When you step out is when the anointing comes. He has no reason to if we don't. He has no reason to step out if we don't. You got her. Thank you, Gabe. No reason to if we don't. Everybody, almost, in the Bible, David had to step out of the sheepfold to be anointed. We have to step out. Jesus had to come out of the water. Every time there was an anointing that came, somebody had to step out. There's three things we got to do, and then the altars are going to be open. First, we got to hear the word of the Lord. Verse 4, it says, Here, for verse 4, it says, Again, he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. We've got to hear the word of the Lord. For some of us, it may have been something we didn't want to hear, but it's the truth. It's love. It's all it is. I'm not mad at anybody. I don't even know what you're going through. Some may say, you know my past. You know things that I'm holding on to. I really don't. I really don't. And when I say this, I don't care and I shouldn't, but God does. He sees every broken part of us, and he sees everything that we long to see healed. Every situation, every circumstance. Second thing is we got to prophesy. I don't mean literally prophesy. What I mean is prophesying is an act of faith. Okay? An act of faith taking a step to trust God and obey his word the fear of the unknown is gone 
gone. If you have that fear like, oh, I don't know. How can I know that I can trust him? It's gone. When you step out, it's gone. Soul dependency upon him. Because the Bible says in John chapter, 1 John 4.18, perfect love casteth out all fear. Woo! I feel the Holy Ghost. The third thing, you got to let him breathe on you. You got to let him breathe on you. Let him breathe on you. Don't resist and pull and tug with the Holy Ghost because let me tell you something, you ain't going to win. The Bible says if we resist him, you know the consequences. I went a whole year resisting the Holy Ghost and you know what I got? A whole year of him no, not longing for me. Remember I sat there so hard. Some of you tonight, you're hard. God can break that. You feel like I'm numb. I didn't even feel anything you said. Come to this altar. That bone, God's ready to heal. And then we got to stand up and rise up. The Bible said that they tarried until they were endued with power. They tarried. Some of us got to tarry. Mary and Martha had to wait four days. Daniel had to wait 21 we don't have to wait. He can meet us here tonight. So I invite you to come. You may say, it's not for me. Okay, I, I understand. But I know that there's some of us here tonight. God wants to do a work. And you want to know what? God wants you to come as you are. He doesn't want you to get better and then come. He wants you to come as you are because how he wants to heal you. And I want to tell you something. Everybody up here, we let's let them pray. God wants a one-on-one -on -one encounter. Ezekiel was with God alone, alone when he spoke to him. And if you're a prayer warrior, I just encourage you just to stand up and just start praying. Heavenly Father, I come before you, Lord, and I'm asking you, Lord, to respond. Lord, with your Holy Spirit, Lord. People have come, Lord. People are coming. And Heavenly Father, I'm asking you right now, Lord, can these bones live? Only you know, Lord. Lord, only you know the hurt and the rejection, Lord, the brokenness. God, the, the things that we carry, Lord, the things that we say, I'll do it when I get better. Lord, no, you long for us now. Lord, you long for us now. You long to heal us, Lord. Lord, you don't long to wait, Lord. God, but your word says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Lord, let us come, Father. Lord, let us come, Lord. Lord, breathe upon us tonight. Let your Holy Ghost touch, Lord. You know how to minister to your people. Lord, you created us in your image, Heavenly Father. Let the bones, Father God, rise up in this house. In the name of Jesus, let the bones of our lives rise up, Lord. Heal us. Bring us bone to our bone, Father God. Raise us on our feet, Lord. Lord, and let us run this race, Lord. Let us walk in authority, Heavenly Father. Lord, I beg you tonight, Lord, if you can do it in me, Lord, if you can create a desire, Lord, if you can bring my bones back together, 
that I let the enemy scatter. Lord, you can do it for anybody, Heavenly Father. Woo! Hallelujah. Lord, I feel your Holy Ghost right now, Lord. God, and as we enter in, Lord, let's not be in a hurry. Church, he could come back tonight. Would we be ready? I encourage you, if you don't know the Lord is your Savior, Lord, you can come tonight. He'll save you. He'll deliver you. You may say, I don't even know what I need saving from. Anything that separates you from God is sin. I encourage you to come. I encourage you to come. Oh, church, hallelujah. Let him breathe on me.